Hello, and welcome to the Ripple podcast. My name is Chelsea Connors, certified coach here to help you bridge the gap between mental wellness and personal growth. If this is your first time tuning in, this podcast is still very, very new. So I just wanted to share a quick uh, note of appreciation and welcome you. I'm so glad that you are taking the time to tune in and listen and really amp up the time and space that you give to focusing on yourself and your life. I think that's a huge feat um, and needs to be celebrated more often. So with that, let's dive into why you clicked play on this episode here today. Today, I'm going to be talking you through four steps that you can take to support yourself in continuing to take action, even when something feels really hard, right? So this is going to be a loving dose of... um self-accountability, but what does that actually tangibly look like when you also take into account the mental and emotional aspect of things, not only the um, like the output or the quote unquote, just do it approach, because it's not always that simple, right? If it were that simple, a lot of times we would be doing the things that we say we're going to do more often. And so I think it is important to recognize the steps that come um, before or coincide the action that you're taking, but to acknowledge that it is both an internal and an external process, right? Like there has to come the skill set of being able to understand what's going on with your thoughts and with your physical body so that you can implement the behavior and the actions that you know you want to be taking um, on a logical level. So let's break that down a little bit because that was a lot of <laughs> like bigger words and, and jargon. And I really like to make this as approachable as possible. And again, give you a tangible process. And so that's what we're going to talk through today. Um, so this episode was really inspired by some recent client conversations that I've had. And also as I have been working on flushing out the content for my new coaching program called Soft Power, which really is going to teach you this um, delicate balance of how you can hold both compassion and conviction in how you lead and live your life. And a big part of that is self-accountability and recognizing that that is not always easy to take the actions that we say we're going to do. And so how do we unpack that? So anyway, a lot of times how I see this show up is somebody will say that they want to do something or say that they want to stop doing something or act in a certain type of way. And they will make um, an idealistic plan for what that's going to look like. And then life happens, right? Something comes up and it makes doing that thing hard. Maybe it is um, more relational, right? Like somebody around you is judging you or putting their ideas of what they think they should be doing on you. Maybe it is an energetic difficulty, right? Maybe you're just finding that you don't have enough energy to do the thing that you said that you were going to do. Maybe it is bringing up a lot of feelings of discomfort because of the newness around it, or it's shifting or challenging the identity that you hold to be true about yourself up until this point. Um, 
Maybe it is because what you've said you're going to do may not be all that realistic, whatever it might be. Uh, there's a lot of different things that can come up and make taking action feel hard. So how do you not let that be the end of the story, right? Where it's just like, oh, I said I was going to do this thing. That feels really hard right now. So I'm just not going to do this thing and I'll go to sleep and like maybe tomorrow, maybe next Monday, maybe the beginning of next month. And then perpetuating that cycle over and over and over and over again and seeing a, like such a small degree of the change that you actually want to be implementing in your life. If that sounds familiar at all, please know that you are not alone. This stuff is hard and it is complex. That's why we're going to unpack it and talk it through so that you can start to see yourself work through this sensation of, oh, that feels really hard in your everyday, in both the small moments and the big. All right, so the first thing um, was just a, a concept that I wanted to introduce that you may or may not be familiar with, which is called confirmation bias. This is something that we all have programmed into us as humans. And what this essentially means is that we look to confirm the beliefs that we hold or what we tell ourselves to be true. So if you are somebody who's walking around constantly telling yourself that everything that you want to do is hard, your brain subconsciously is going to be looking for all of the reasons that that is true, right? So maybe you're going to overemphasize on the fact that you woke up today and it's cold and rainy out, even though you said you're going to get in um, a morning walk every day. But because you're looking for all the reasons that it's hard, your brain is like, ah, so cold, so rainy, really can't do that. Meanwhile, maybe you have like an epic rain jacket or pretty hefty duty winter raincoat and you've lived in a cold climate forever. Um, and there are workable solutions to that, but instead your brain is just piling on all of the reasons that this morning walk is gonna be really, really hard and you should not do it, yeah? Um, confirmation bias is tricky because it's something that if you're not aware of it, you don't know how to engage with it. And so you start to just believe the things that you're thinking rather than looking for possible opportunities or solutions, as I just kind of talked through in that small little example that I thought of. So this is really important to be mindful of, to just have more awareness of how you're talking to yourself and what are the um, beliefs, stories, thoughts that you are repeating over and over and over again. And this is actually step one of what I wanted to share with you today is in increasing your awareness around the thoughts, uh, around what you're telling yourself, around the beliefs that you are um, likely programming your brain to look to confirm. We have to implement a degree of compassion and understanding because the reality is there might be some truth to what it is that you're repeating to yourself. And it also just might be a really, really ingrained pattern at this time. And a lot of times there can be this idea of, well, I'm just going to stop thinking that way. Or um, I'm going to get rid of my quote unquote negative thoughts. And that actually is 
not effective at all whatsoever because we are all human here. We have negative thoughts. Um, there is sometimes a degree of truth to the hard things that your brain is warning you about or trying to protect you from. So it's actually more helpful to get really compassionate and understanding with the thoughts that are coming up and be able to talk to yourself the way that you would talk to a child in that moment to understand where they're coming from um, and to show them that you're paying attention even if the ultimate goal is to move past that or um, to shift that dialogue so that you can take the meaningful action, starting with compassion and understanding is going to get you through this difficult moment a lot faster than trying to fight against and argue with yourself, right? So in that example that I gave about going on the morning walk, um, that compassion and understanding might be, yeah, you know, it is cold and raining out this morning. It is February. I live in Washington, D.C. And so that's kind of par for the course. And I knew that to be true even when I set this goal, right? So what are, um, I can have compassion for the fact that it doesn't feel all that easy to maybe wake up and get outside right away and get into this climate, right? That's the compassion side. That's it. It's that simple. That's step number one, compassion and understanding for yourself, even in the hard moments, even when your brain is firing at you, all of the reasons uh, that taking the action you said you're going to take is going to be really difficult. The second piece is acceptance, right? Um, the second step here is being able to acknowledge the truth behind the fact that this might be really hard. Yeah, it's not always easy to get up and go outside. I have a dog, so I have a, a forcing function in this example that has like gets me outside because we don't have a yard yet. Yet, we don't have a yard yet. We are moving soon and we will have a yard. Um, but acceptance around the fact that this might be really hard. It might be a change up in your pattern or your routine or stretching you to take an action that you just haven't done before. So how can you accept that part of growth is the challenge and that that is part of the valuable aspect of learning to do something new rather than um, feeling that it's hard or thinking that it's hard. And again, letting that stop you. We want to normalize and accept this part of the process, right? So we're having compassion. We're being understanding. We're accepting like, yeah, doing new things or changing things up comes with a degree of challenge, difficulty, being hard, right? We're um, able to acknowledge that. And then in comes step number three which is regulating your nervous system or your emotional response, right? So a lot of times our thoughts are attached to physical sensations. They can be attached to, again, beliefs that we hold to be true. Um, and your body is often reacting and responding. It can be attached to feelings, right? And so you want to be able to build up the options that you have available to you to be able to regulate that response and reaction, both of your physical body and of your mental and emotional body, so that you can move with it rather than having your life be dictated by 
your feelings, your nervous system, or your emotional response, right? So creating a degree of separation here so that you can more thoughtfully think about or put into practice what you need to do to come back down to equilibrium and set the stage for being able to take the action that it is you actually want to take. So some examples of what it, it might look like, and there's a ton, a ton, a ton of different practices that you can integrate to regulate your nervous system and your emotional response. But some of my favorite go-tos are um, things like movement, right? So that might mean walking. It might mean, honestly, getting up and doing some jumping jacks. It might mean stretching. Um, I also love legs up the wall. If you follow me on Instagram, I post pictures of my legs up the wall relatively frequently because it is one of my favorite practices to just like clear the system. And I'll usually implement some breathing while I lay on the floor with my legs up the wall. And just like all in all, it feels really great. One of my favorite techniques. Anyway, um, so some type of movement can feel really good to flush out stagnant energy, be able to reconnect to your physical body, put away distractions. So ideally doing that movement without your phone, without technology, and really tuning in to your uh, nervous system, to your emotional response, and moving through it rather than sitting and staying stuck in it or being mindlessly impacted by it without even knowing. Another tool that I love um, that I practice a lot and share with clients a lot, there's so many different ways that you can utilize this. This will not be new to any of you, um, but that is journaling, right? So again, taking the time to actually sit there and write out what is it that you're experiencing or what's on the top of your mind in this moment or what is it that you're really wanting to do that feels really hard, right? Being able to put pen to paper creates a degree of separation from you and who you are and the experience that you are having, whether it be physical, mental, emotional, so on and so forth. So journaling can be a really great way to do this. Um, I mentioned briefly before breathwork. Breathwork is something that I am really, really passionate about. It's something that I got actually certified as a facilitator in earlier last year uh, because I believe and have seen how powerful and impactful it can be, especially when it comes to nervous system regulation and bringing your body back down into a state of equilibrium rather than, again, going off into this flight fight, flight, freeze mode, um, or just having more habitual responses when things start to feel really hard and really scary. So there's, a, again, a whole plethora of breathwork techniques that you can implement um, that might be a great way to regulate your mental or physical body in moments like these. Um, other ideas would be tapping into some external support. So um, if you have a coach, this might be a great moment to reach out to your coach and do some work uh, to get through what you're experiencing that feels really hard and that's keeping you from taking the action that you said you were going to take or that you want to be taking. Um, it could be a therapist. It could be calling a friend or a family member. It could be texting somebody whatever it might be, but this might be another opportunity to pull in that external support 
It might just be a share out of like, hey, I'm experiencing this thing. I don't really need you to respond, but I just needed to share it with somebody. Or it could be asking for help around something of, hey, I have you ever had this experience? Um, tell me a little bit about how you worked through it, so on and so forth. Um, or it could just be, I am, I consider myself a, a verbal processor. I will often say to my husband, like, I just need to like verbal vomit, like what I'm going through right now. And if you have something to share, cool. And if not, that's totally fine. I just need to talk it out loud. Um, so that can be really helpful to just have somebody else around you. Um, and also it's going to up that level of accountability that somebody else knows what it is that you're working on or working through. And potentially they can show up and support you the next time. And maybe you can identify like what is one thing that this person around you or people around you could be doing to support you in what you're working towards, right? Okay. Um, then the fourth step of taking action, even when it's hard, is coming back to the bigger picture. Why is it that you said you wanted to do this thing in the first place? This is the part that I think gets lost the most often when we're going about our everyday lives, right? We're not often taking the opportunity to take a step back and think about why the heck you're doing what you're doing anyway. This is where I see so many people um, functioning on auto drive, just doing the same things over and over and over again, even when they say they want something different or that they want to change, um, they miss the opportunity to come back to getting really clear and really solid about that and then using it to help them in the hardest of moments, right? So maybe there's a difference between me saying, I want to go on a morning walk because somebody else said that I should do that or that thing is good for me versus I want to go on a morning walk because I have learned about the science of how that can impact my mood and my energy throughout the day. And I'm really working on sustaining that for longer periods of time so I can support myself better. Or I work at a job where I sit for a lot of hours in the day. And so this is one of the only windows of opportunity that I can get some movement in throughout my day. And I recognize that I feel a lot better when I've gotten in more movement earlier in the day, right? And that is a part of my bigger why, because I want to be more intentional about how I show up at work. And in order to do that, I first need to feel good about myself or for myself or in my body or whatever it might be. And coming back to that bigger why and utilizing that to help you go from the stuckness of, oh shit, this feels really hard. I don't want to do it anymore to, yes, this is really hard. How can I have compassion and understanding for myself? I'm using the acceptance. Let me do um, two minutes of slow, deep breathing. Come back to why I set this intention for myself in the first place. And then I'm going to go out and I'm going to go on my freaking walk, right? This process, I know I just broke it down like kind of baby steps, step by step. But this is something that as you implement it more and as you practice it, it can take a minute or less to go through all of those steps and get you from stuckness and this is hard into the action state. Now, depending on what the scenario is, 
this different steps of this process might take longer periods of time. You might need different like um, different levels of being able to process through the stuckness or the, oh, this is hard. But in general, this, this little four-step framework that I just shared with you can be applied in the smaller, more everyday moments or in the bigger change and changes and shifts that you're looking to make in your life. And so as you do this more and more and more and more, what it's really going to help you do is follow through a whole lot more, right? Have the self-accountability, be both compassionate and hold conviction in doing what you say you're going to do and in moving even when life gets in the way and not no longer feeling stuck or um, like minimized by the reality that like unexpected things happen in life or we're going to have emotional reactions and responses to things or that feelings like they really are hard and difficult sometimes or shifting your identity takes practice. You're going to fail. You're going to succeed. You're going to see benefits. Um, and some of those you might see in the short term and some of them you're going to have to wait a while for you to even recognize them. So how do you continue doing the things? How do you continue having the self-accountability to show up for yourself while taking into the consideration both the internal part of this process and the external part of this process, which is both going through these steps that I just talked you through and taking the actions to continue to get you where you want to be. It absolutely is a both and here. And my hope is that having these, breaking this four steps, these four steps down for you today helps you recognize like, oh shit, I can do this. Or it helps you um, expand your idea of like, I just have to force myself to do it, right? Because we know that that often is not sustainable in the long term and that motivation is going to come and it's going to go and right like all of these things that hopefully um, you know to be true but how do you work with those realities rather than allowing them to be the thing that stops you and that is a high degree of self-accountability which is what we are working on developing it is a huge part of what you will walk away from soft power with and we're going to again take some of these concepts that feel intangible and make them really tangible and actionable for you. So that was just a long little rant that I had there. But again, so we've got self-accountability here. And then another outcome, like when I've seen people implement this over and over and over again and stay committed to it, what it also does is it helps you build self-trust, right? Because you start to show up for yourself more consistently and you start to do the things that you say you're going to do even when they're hard or even when it might look different than what you originally thought that it would look like um and so this is a little bit of a tangent but i i often get people who say to me like oh i just i really um struggle with doing x y or z and I don't really trust myself that much. This is also a great practice if you are looking looking to strengthen your self-trust, which will then play into the level of confidence and self-understanding that you have, so on and so forth. So though this may seem small, it really can have a big compounding impact. And so I encourage you to 
implement it, practice it, try it on in a couple of different scenarios in a few different ways and create an experiment for yourself. So if you have a minute or two as you are rounding out the end of listening to this episode, I, I want to encourage you right here, right now to create an experiment for yourself. What is one small action that you've been struggling with um, to do consistently or you constantly find yourself saying it's hard um, and then failing at it and saying, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it Monday, I'll do it next week, next month, next year, whatever it might be, identify that thing and then apply this four-step practice that I just walked you through and see how you can approach it differently so that you can move through the quote-unquote it's hard phase and lovingly, compassionately get into the action part of it while also acknowledging the part of like, yeah, it is freaking hard and that's okay that's what makes it worth it that's what makes it meaningful that's what makes it a growth opportunity right like all of these things so don't just listen to this podcast do something with it apply it in your life and and let me know how that feels and how that goes if you are somebody who is looking to go a whole lot deeper on this practice and up-level your degree of self-accountability and really be able to hold space for both the softer side of you that lives and exists and the side of you that also wants to be very, very powerful and strong and clear in who it is that you're becoming, what it is that you're doing, and how you communicate that both with yourself and with the world. I cannot encourage you to join us in this beta round of Soft Power, which is my brand new coaching program enough. It is going to be such a powerful experience, and I'm so excited to yeah, bring it to life. It's something I've been thinking about for a long time. Um, and I'm so excited for those of you who are jumping in and saying yes. So enrollment is open until February 12th. So if you are listening to this in real time, um, you can go ahead and tap the link below and join us if you would like. It is going to be a really powerful experience that again has a good bit of frameworks that you can implement in your real life. You'll get live coaching with me. Um, and because it is the beta round, we're going to keep it small and um, pretty affordable. So definitely check out the, that link in the show notes if you are interested and make sure to hop in uh, before enrollment closes on February 12th. All right to the small steps that have a big ripple. Talk to you next time.